Hey folks, uh, just McElroy here. Listen, just want to warn you ahead of time, while uh, this week's show will still be free profanity as you've come to uh, uh, expect from us, we do get into some uh, uh, adult topics. So uh, if you're listening with the kids, you might want to make sure that they're comfortable with that, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what your relationship is like with your kids. I'd have that whole birds and the bees talk with them before listening to this episode Just, if I were you. You go ahead and knock that out. Thanks. Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I am your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. Sydney, welcome to the show. Thank you, Justin. I don't know why I just said that. How are you today? Are you feeling better? uh, Yeah, my tummy's feeling better. Uh, We we had some tummy illness in the McElroy household. It was a not cool week. No, we all, it, it, it struck poor Charlie first, and then it took me down the next day, or two days later. On my B day. On, on Justin's birthday. Unfortunately, sadly, I was quite I I don't think I made it out of bed other than to get our child to sleep the entire day. uh, But we're doing better now. My tummy's doing better. My brain, however, is not. What's going on with your brain? I mean, other than like the I mean, I know, like, I mean, I married you. I get that, you know, what's going on with your brain. But okay, so the new thing, my Charlie likes to watch a little kitty video sometimes when we're like as in kitty as in kids, not kitty. She probably would like kitty videos. Though. I'm sure she. Well, everyone on the internet loves kitty videos. So. Uh, she there's this one she likes, and then the song is stuck in my head and I can't get it out. Hop little bunnies, hop hop hop, hop little bunnies, hop hop hop, hop little bunnies, hop little bun. I don't know the words. Hop either. little bunnies, hop and stop. Hop and stop. Hop and okay. stop. It has a that's a kind of a creepy song um, because it has this part where the bunnies are sleeping and the line is they're so still are they ill. And immediately says, no, wake up, bunnies. Yeah, they're not ill. But Thank for goodness. a second, I thought it was about to take a dark turn, that song. I like, need, why is she listening to a song about a bunch of dead bunnies? I need to get this crummy song out of my head, and you're the only one who can help me, Sydney. Do you have something to help get bunnies out of my brain? No, but I have something about bunnies, which is related. Fine. So you want to hear you want to hear a crazy story about bunnies? I'm so ready to hear a crazy story about bunnies. Well, first of all, I want to thank Julie for this crazy story about a woman named Mary Toft and bunnies. Because hey, Julie, look what you do to me. <laughs> sharing an awesome story about a lady and some bunnies is what she's doing. Oh, not doing that. No, but uh, but thank you because I was not familiar with with Miss Toft or her strange uh, medical history. And I am thrilled to share this story with you now. Lay it out for me. 
So Mary Toft was born in 1701. Okay. Uh, Mary Denier is her maiden name in uh, Godalming, 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 Surrey, England. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a servant. She was of the of the peasant class. Um, she was 25 years old at the time that these events took place. What happened to her prior to that? Not much record, right? Because she was a poor servant. Not you know. It's not a very good story so far, Sid. Well. Things get better. So okay. she is. She's married to, uh, by the way, to a journeyman clothier. Did Did you know named Joshua Toft? Did you know what a journeyman is? Because I didn't. He's uh somebody who's finished an apprenticeship, but is not yet a master craftsman. Correct. Did you, did you read that? No, I play video games. So like that's that's a crafting ranking. Oh. That in your crafting skill, as your crafting skill improves. I thought it was like Steve Perry. Oh no! Like journey I, meant journey. No. Okay, I see it? you wrote that joke here in your notes, so you wouldn't forget so that I wouldn't good forget. joke. That good, good joke. <laughs> so I wouldn't forget it was a member of Journey. <laughs> right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I do love yeah. Journey. I just can't name any of the members of the band want, without putting them in my notes. <laughs> you don't want to let that gem slip away. Shut up! Oh, I didn't know what a journeyman was. Mm-hmm. Do you know where the name comes from? No, actually, that I it's don't a know. reference to a day's journey or a day's work, uh, because you could you were allowed to charge for each day's work that you did. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand, it, and it ha- it, the word "journey" somehow is connected to the term to the old, the the vulgar Latin was the term I found for day and oh okay I don't know anyway that's where that comes from well I didn't know that good to know that doesn't really matter I just thought that that was no. an interesting well, I didn't know what a journeyman was thank you for the sidebar anyway Mary was documented to have been pregnant in August of 1726 uh, we know that but unfortunately she had miscarried mm-hmm. oddly though. What we what we find in records after that is she still appeared to be pregnant. Okay. Uh, and the story gets stranger because it's it's also written that on September twenty seventh, so a month after she had 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 her miscarriage, presumably, uh, she went into labor. Weird. Okay. So she called upon her neighbor to help her out to help deliver her baby because uh, this was a time when you wouldn't necessarily have called a, a doctor right you would have called a midwife but her her neighbor was nearby and able to help her and she also called her mother-in-law and eventually her sister-in-law her sister-in-law was actually a midwife to come help deliver her baby and instead of a baby they delivered what was described as a liverless cat a liverless cat i think that's strange because that to me insinuates that they dissected it yeah. How else did you know that it was liver? I mean, I don't think you can tell if a cat has a liver by looking at it. Also, that's kind of burying the lead. You know, I think you just need to say a cat. Like, it. you don't <laughs> need to further make it like, and get this. It was a calico. Like, okay. <laughs> that, But like a cat? That didn't, but I mean, stranger still, it didn't have a liver. Yeah, that's but like, the weird here's part. the weird part. No, it's not. It's really not the weird part. I mean, and I'm assuming that our cats have livers, but I guess you can't tell by looking at them. Like, they look like they're fine. Jaundice? Well, no, I mean, I don't know. They have fur. They have fur. Anyway. Okay, anyway. So they called for Dr. John Howard, who was an OB from nearby Guilford, uh, to come check this out because, right, they delivered a cat. And that's weird. And that's weird. Just to recap. (laughs) That's weird. He was not thrilled about this. Like, he got this story. He got word, and he was like, yeah, I don't know about this. So they sent him the remains Mm -hmm. to examine, to kind of entice him to come check her out. Uh, What he received, he wrote, uh, because he kept a record of all of these happenings. There's lots of records of this, actually, as I'll talk about. He wrote that it appeared to be, and this is from his journal, three legs of a cat of tabby color and one leg of a rabbit 
In them were three pieces of the backbone of an eel. Oh, the what? The backbone of an eel. Eels have bones? Well, I don't know. Because this is what I was going to say. This doctor, who is an obstetrician, is very skilled in veterinary medicine. I don't know anything about animals. Jack of all trades in in this time period. So this this got Dr. Howard intrigued. And he took off uh, to go visit Mary in her hometown and and check her out and see what this was all about. By the time he got there the next morning, um, they presented him, uh, the patient and her family, uh, presented him with more animal parts that they had supposedly delivered overnight. Um, he took those to examine, and when show, he showed up again the next morning, they had yet more animal parts to show him. So at this point, he decides, you know what, I got to kind of hang around uh, to... to monitor this woman because every time i leave she gives birth to animals and i'm i'm missing it i'm missing the action so i think i'm just going to camp out here and monitor the situation Mm -hmm. which he does and over the next month according to dr howard she delivered a rabbit's head a cat's legs and in one day nine baby rabbits not living unfortunately that would have been a thing that would have been quite a feat that is crazy. And this is written in his, I mean, this is this is documented by Dr. Howard that, that this woman is giving birth to these animals and bits and things. Okay. Um, and, and like I said, he not only is he writing this down, he's actually sending out letters to other doctors because at the time, you know, I mean, now we take for granted that if, if you know, if I need to consult with one of my colleagues or something, I'll just, you know, call them or we have secret texting apps that we can uh, talk to each other on or email madam, them. Madam, if a woman delivered nine dead baby rabbits, your colleague would read about it on BuzzFeed. <laughs> like th- the same day. I'm, I'm sure this is already on You would BuzzFeed, not be saying him a telegraph. My dear fellow, did you hear the news? Yeah. Yeah. Like I have Twitter. Yes, I heard. What are you kidding me? But no, this the, at this time, you would have sent a very well- well-written, carefully worded letter to all of your colleagues to say, hey, I think I could use some help. Get this. There's this lady, and this is from one of his letters, one of such letters on November 9th. I have taken or delivered the poor woman of three more rabbits, all three half-grown, one of them a dun rabbit. The last leapt 23 hours in her uterus before it died. As soon as the 11th rabbit was taken away, up leapt up leapt the 12th rabbit which is now leaping if you have any curious person that is pleased to come post may see another leap in her uterus and shall take it from her if he pleases i do not know how many rabbits may be behind i'm freaking out this is this is the most bizarre thing i've ever heard in my life that's the thing i think that is most interesting at this point is that dr howard is writing letters not saying okay there's something weird like there's something odd here that we're missing it's this woman's giving birth to rabbits big and ups. i am certain she's about to give birth to more so if you want to come deliver some rabbits from this woman big ups this guy for even like constructing sentences they're lucky they didn't just get like a charcoal etching of his face like what that face did dr howard have that face in his canon i love i love the i do not know how many rabbits may be behind homie you have to get down there can here. be endless rabbits the situation is off the chain this woman's delivering bunnies like nobody's biz you got you gotta get over here now as i think would have been the fact would have been appropriate at the time he sent letters to the king's court uh king george the first and uh they were of course intrigued with this news there's mm-hmm. a woman in their kingdom delivering 
bunnies, and he sent uh, <laughs> the, the the which has got to be important of some sort in this time period. Yeah, really, for certain. Like your crops are either really great, or all the women are going to deliver bunnies next year. I yeah. don't know something. something. One of the two is going to happen. Uh, so the king sent uh, his uh, Swiss surgeon anatomist to the king, Nathaniel St. Andre, uh, as well as the secretary to the Prince of Wales, Samuel uh, Molyneux, to go check it out and report back to him. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what is, what's the deal? Um, St. Andre, and this is interesting to note, was not known for being a brilliant doctor, anatomist, surgeon, or any of these things. Uh, it was widely believed that he had been hired by the king, mainly because he was able to speak German, which was the king's native language, and he liked other people who spoke German to be around him. And so that's why many of his court... So he was already kind of uh, not admired okay, necessarily by the by the general public. Yeah, I'm glad okay. we have the B team on this. <laughs> uh, and it is, it is worth noting that he believed, St. Andre believed Mary even before he arrived in Guilford. He was he had already bought the whole story. He was going to see the amazing woman who delivered rabbits, not try to figure out what this bit of weirdness is. He he got there on November 15th, already convinced that this was the real deal. Um, uh, by the way, at this point, Mary has been moved to Guilford, which is slightly larger uh, to be closer to where I guess Dr. Howard got tired of camping out mm-hmm. i don't know out back in the shed or whatever and said well, well you, you see a woman my offices deliver a dozen rabbits it's kind of like i get it yeah like i said i get what's going on here why don't you call call me when it's a, a, a mongoose now he moved her closer which was another thing that i remember we read that in one of those old obst- obstetrics books that you should probably try to be somewhere close to where your ob lives so it's mm-hmm. convenient for them yeah so she did that so she moved to guilford uh to be closer to dr howard um where he could deliver all of her rabbits and when saint andre got there uh, and the secretary, they she had some more rabbits. She gave birth to more rabbits in their presence. Mm-hmm. Um, the pair examined the rabbits. And it's interesting because they note at this point, it's documented that they they noticed something about the lungs and the livers of the rabbits that made them question whether or not the story may be true. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. Again, we're talking about some like guys who aren't veterinarians who are doing some like really detailed animal work and also still kind of missing the point that she's giving birth to bunnies. Like I'm freaking out. This is the weirdest. I know I'm not adding anything constructive here. I understand this. You've had time to live with this story for a few <laughs> days. Like I can't, I'm, I can't even process it. There is literally no situation uh, that how this resolves where... It is not like completely just like upending my worldview. There's no part of this. There's no, this does not work out okay for me in the end. This is absolutely astounding. It is interesting how quick everybody is, is just buying this strange situation. And maybe it just speaks to the time. Um, but, but I think that there's also something really important at play here. So, so, St. Andre bought this story. He sent word back to the king. This is legit. This woman's giving birth to bunnies. And why would all these doctors be so eager to believe this story? Well, there is one thing that that is compelling. There was the theory of the time of something called maternal impression. Oh, what's that? Maternal impression was the theory that 
uh, basically all the things that a mom would do or feel or see or experience while she was pregnant could leave some sort of impression on the child. And it was more importantly, it was the explanation we had for any kind of congenital defects that that a child might have. We basically blamed it all on mom. Well, it's because you, you know, let's say you were sad during your pregnancy. Then they'll say, well, that's why you have depression. Your mom was sad a lot while she was pregnant. So that's why you're depressed. Or, you know, your mom read a really scary book that one time while she was pregnant. And so now her child is very nervous as a result. There might be a song called Sense Around about a mom who goes to see a a movie in Sense Around, which is a technology where the floor would shake to heighten the audio effects, as I understand it. And, uh, and and it's about how it changed the uh, the baby in her womb. I don't think it's a scientific song, though. It's not on Here Comes Science, <laughs> to be clear. No, but this would have been very in line with the thinking of the 1700s. Uh, and fact, that hung around a while, right? Because I remember books that you've had from the 1800s that are, talk about how women shouldn't see scary movies. This this actually uh, stayed around until the 1900s. Wow. It, was, it was the early to mid-1900s when we finally... And there were papers written trying to disprove this even before that. Mm-hmm. But that's finally when it kind of fell out of general. Okay, but how do you you reconcile that with, like, what we still tell people today about, like, putting classical music or, or, like, talking to the uterus, that kind of thing, while while the mother's pregnant? Well, I I mean, I think that it's very different. Uh, Well, one, I mean, I I would question, I think you would have to evaluate each of those claims in particular before you talked about how, how important is it really to listen to classical music while you're pregnant? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There's I would suspe- need more numbers. This is going to surprise you. There's some <laughs> suspect sources in terms of uh, pregnancy information out there on the internet. <laughs> that Let's, is true. And this good, is good news. Your baby's a lemon now. It's lemon size. The, Can you believe it? This is what I would say. Being pregnant is hard. And whatever makes you feel better, whatever, listening to whatever music, taking your soothing baths. Drinking. Or, no, not that. Not that But one. what is safe and makes you feel better is good it's good for you and the baby because generally that kind of you generally the two are pretty you know linked pretty okay. connected okay and pregnancy is hard got okay. it okay pregnancy is hard i believe you 100 percent. no i remember it was it was a nightmare for me i oh was it cut back was my it? drinking some so i wouldn't make you feel bad and yeah tell me foot, how much it was all uh-huh. oh, the foot rubs oh man that must have been yeah <laughs> you'll pay for this later slept with a giant pillow no room for the j man it was rough it was rough mm-hmm so I'm sorry, you were saying, dear. Anyway, the most the most famous example of maternal impression I could give you is uh, what Joseph Merrick said. You know who, who Joseph Merrick was? Uh, the uh, the artist formerly known as the Elephant Man. Exactly, known as the Elephant Man for his uh, you know congenital defects and 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 malformations. He blamed his appearance on an incident where his pregnant mother was startled by, there was like a parade, there were elephants in the street, and there was an elephant that kind of almost stepped on her and it startled her. And he said that that is why he looked the way he did that was, why he was called the elephant man. He oh. documented this. This is what this is what he believed. Oh, yeah. Well, I, so. poor guy. <laughs> whatever whatever gets you through the night, E-man. Anyway, uh, Mary, the why does this tie into Mary Toft? Because she claimed that while she was pregnant, she had been out in the fields with some of some other women and she had seen a rabbit and she had tried to catch it because she wanted to eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been good, good eating. You're right. You know, you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been able to afford one of those all the time. Sure. Uh, she couldn't catch it and she dreamed of rabbits and craved rabbit after that. But she couldn't afford to go buy one. And she thought this is why 
this all happened. And the doctors were eager to believe this because, like I said, people believe the theory of maternal impression. Many doctors did until the 1900s. Sydney, what was happening? Justin, I'm going to tell you what was happening right after we go to the billing department. <sighs> Let's go. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts, and that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although there will be some Wendy's consumed. But we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat delicious meals right to your door. And not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real high-quality, chef-crafted stuff that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got, like, fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From, from, from a, a box? Pre-prepared, all I got in two minutes, I'm eating filet mignon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sid, please don't hold out on me anymore. All right, so... In the in the time that all this has been going on, that Mary Toft has been giving birth to all these rabbits and she's been moved to Guilford and now the king's court is in on it, uh, the media has gotten involved. And people are fascinated by this story. Uh, this was a time when it would have been popular to go see, to like go pay to see medical 
oddities, um, what, you know, what they would have referred to at the time as freak shows. Uh, this was this was kind of when this was very much the fashion. This would have been your entertainment. You don't go see a movie. You go see someone who has some rare medical condition for fun. Um, so a lot of people wanted to come see her, wanted to come hear about her, wanted to meet her, would have been willing to pay. Uh, the story was published far and wide in a lot of different newspapers. It's also interesting. It led to a huge decrease in rabbit sales uh, for eating purposes. <laughs> rabbit stew, which was a popular dish, prior to this fell out of favor for a while while this was uh, catching national attention. Well, yeah, because rabbits might be babies, apparently. Sometimes you give birth to rabbits. Sometimes we give birth to rabbits. That's just a thing by humans, I guess. Now, the king, in in light of all this that was going on, was smart enough to, to be still somewhat unconvinced. Uh, so he sent another surgeon to check her out. A good one this time. <laughs> Dr. Syriacus Allers. So Dr. Allers, he went, he examined Mary, and he was skeptical. He watched her give birth to some more rabbits. And he was, again, not sure that, that what he was seeing was real. So he took bunnies back to his lab, um, and he dissected them. Again, we've got lots of, lots of people just knowing lots about animals. And he found that the pellets, as in like they're their poop mm-hmm. that was in their in their rectums i'm with you uh that had not come out yet oh yeah got it uh contained bits of corn and hay and straw now that would be odd because they had supposedly just been he had witnessed them being born so when did they eat corn right. or hay or straw now did she eat corn or hay or straw that would explain everything no it wouldn't it would not <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, although at the time that you probably could have made that argument and half of the people would have been like mm-hmm, uh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely well, well, well she dreamed about yeah, corn obviously that's what it is makes sense. uh so he reported this back to the king and said listen i think this is a fraud i think something this is not right like women don't give birth to rabbits i don't think this is right uh and saint andre and dr howard are totally freaking out they're scrambling they're like "Eh, we got to get more people on our side because now the king's got one of his great advisors who are going no 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 no, this is not true so they call in uh sir richard manningham who was a very well respected well-known doctor uh took care of a lot of rich um you know kind of royalty in, the, in in London, and he came to check out and verify the story. He watched Mary give birth to what he identified as a hog's bladder. Okay. Uh, and he did not buy it. A whole butcher shop in there, huh? <laughs> but he, he was also willing to go along with, the, with doctors St. Andre and Howard and not say anything at the moment. He was like, well, I don't think this is real, but I won't I won't tell the king what I think just yet. OK. Um, instead, they decide that they're going to move Mary to London where they can really get all the doctors they can find in on this medical mystery. So on November 29th, she's moved at Lacey's Bagnio, which was a bathhouse. Um, she's moved there and she is monitored round the clock by Dukes, basically. They're okay. just, they, they all have different, I guess that's what a Duke does. Is I never it, knew. I've always wondered. And apparently you watch a woman in hopes that she'll give birth to a rabbit. <laughs> just go to the bathhouse and stare at this woman. And if she gives birth to a bunny, call me. Well, I don't never, call me. You have to send somebody for me. I never thought I would get the call. I thought <laughs> when I got to be a Duke, it was just not the right thing. Can't believe you're calling me up. Time for the big show. And, and basically, in addition to watching her and, and all the Dukes watching her, uh, they're, they're just saying any doctors who want to come take a crack at this, you know. Come on down. Yeah. Show on up. Tell us what you think is going on. Uh, strangely, at this point, now that she is under constant monitoring, Dries the, up, huh? the bunnies stop appearing. 
She continues to appear to go into labor. Hop little bunnies, hop and stop. <laughs> hop and stop. They stop hopping out of her uterus. And uh, while she does, like I said, it looks like she's going into labor. Uh, she also does uh, become ill at the time. There are no bunnies. Uh, a lot of doctors show up. There's a media circus going on. People are coming to London to give to to, to come view the rabbit woman. Um, and basically, it's it's crazy because at this time, if you were to poll not just the public but like the doctors who were all coming and seeing her, about fifty fifty as to who bought that. Yeah, no, she's just giving birth to bunnies. You know, sometimes sometimes you give birth to bunnies. We weren't good at this stuff. No. About half of the doctors thought it was probably not true, though. Good on you guys. Uh, in this time, Dr. St. Andre again calls upon another well-respected doctor and anatomist, Dr. James Douglas, to come check her out. And again, same kind of thing. Thinks like there's no way this is true, uh, but agrees to keep quiet. Although him and uh, Manningham now have teamed up and are, are they're going to uncover this fraud. Okay. So a lot of investigation goes on now between November 29th and December 3rd. Uh, a lot of people are are going and interviewing her family, um, visiting her hometown, trying to expose what they now believe to be some sort of fraud, right? And in the meantime, Mary is still not delivering any bunnies. Um, on December 3rd, Dr. St. Andre publishes his official account of the whole incident so that he can get really famous, a short narrative of the extraordinary delivery of rabbits. You can still read this if you like. This is horrible timing because on December 4th, a porter is caught sneaking a baby rabbit into Mary. Oh, uh, man. That's, when, gonna, that's not, that's not going to help your sales, my dude. He, uh, he claims that her sister-in-law had bribed him. Sneaking to... a baby rabbit into Mary. Mary no, no, is no. not a building, okay? <laughs> no, I mean into where she was. Okay, thank no, you. Not, not okay, thank you for the physically... clarity inside her no i mean like he was sneaking it back into where she was housed at okay. the house okay fine that thank you thank you thank you for the clarification what adds ammunition to this argument is that investigators now uncover that uh her husband they go and interview merchants at the local market where they're from they uncover that her husband had been buying an unusually large number of of small rabbits over the last month yeah um and so everybody kind of agrees okay well clearly we know what's going on so they start questioning mary and you know demanding that she tell the truth and she denies it and denies it and keeps insisting that she didn't and this goes on for two days until december 6th when finally manningham says listen if you're really giving birth to bunnies we're just gonna have to we gotta stop it so we're gonna have to do surgery to figure out what's going on up there so we can stop the bunny bold play bunny parade and you know he calls her bluff and it works on the seventh she confessed her fraud also, P.S. kind of messed up. Just to point it, uh, just get, like your, your patriarchy break. Uh, kind of messed up that uh, a she was moved against her will somewhere. B this guy's like, listen, we're gonna have to do this surgery and and use that to to basically bully her into to. Absolutely, absolutely. Whatever you think of what Mary Toft was doing, um, this she was definitely a victim of the the patriarchal times because she was she is now being like kept against her will in a London bathhouse and examined by lots of doctors and mm -hmm. threatened with surgery. Yeah. So. Anyway, so moving at, on, moving on from that, uh, what she admits is that. So you probably want to know how she got away with this. How did 50 percent of the doctors who saw her yeah. buy it? So she had actually been pregnant and had actually miscarried. Uh, she got someone. Uh, she implicated many people when she was interrogated. And, and nobody's really sure what was the truth and what was said out of fear and 
you know, duress. Uh, maybe it was her sister-in-law. Maybe it was her sister. Maybe her mother-in-law. It may have involved Dr. Howard himself. It's really not clear. Um, but I would think it would have to because, and I'll tell you why, because the, like, the the lines about the rabbit, like, hopping around in her uterus, like, that very much is trying to imply that there was action going on there, which, of course, there would have been none, which seems right. like a weird mistake to make. Well, repeatedly, there was there was something he would have found. And I think she could have gotten away fooling him for a little bit, not not for as long as she, you know, supposedly did, but for a little bit, because what happened is that after the miscarriage, like I said, she had gotten an accomplice to because her cervix was still open at the time Mm -hmm. to insert the body of a cat and the head of a rabbit into her uterus. Uh, She (sighs) continued this with the aforementioned baby rabbits and various animal parts uh, by hiding them on her person she had she had sewn a special pocket into her skirt where she would hide them and then when people weren't looking she would insert them either into her if she couldn't into her uterus at that point into her vagina and then later then the doctor would deliver it from her vagina not you know not looking to see how to come out of her uterus assuming it had initially come out of her uterus pulling it out of the vaginal cavity and voila she was giving birth to bunnies some challenge, challenging ideas, some challenging visual concepts on this episode of Sawbones. Woof. So my question, my of hand, course. My, I'm sorry for the audio there. My hand was literally covering my mouth in utter terror. It, it is. It is awful. And it, it, it may make you wonder, why would someone ever do this? Oh, uh, yes. So basically, for, for reasons that seem sort of mundane in light of how crazy this story is the fame the money um like i said it, this was a time when if you had some sort of medical condition that made you appear un- uncommon you know not not like most people um then you could make a lot of money off that living and so she knew that and this was mary's play to try to support herself and have a better lifestyle and support her family was to be you know to join one of these kind of medical shows and let people come see her as the amazing woman who gave birth to bunnies and that was the that was the plan yeah i mean for the money once you put the initial work investment in it's just dividends from there on out i mean maybe you have to pop out a bunny once every couple of months you know just to keep the mystique alive Well, well what she what she was banking on and what she turned out to be right about for a while is that people were willing to believe this that that women when they were pregnant that first of all that were so willing to believe that whatever a woman does when she's pregnant is probably to blame for any any issues that a baby has that it, well it's probably mom's fault so because men are so eager to believe that anyway yeah they'll buy that i gave birth to a bunny because i dreamed about eating a bunny men will buy that and she was right many many men and i say men because the doctors who were attending her were men many men did buy that mm-hmm so what happened to them all? Tell me. So Manningham and Douglas, having proved her fraud, maintained their respect in the community. Uh, they didn't like to be tainted by this affair, but they were fine. Uh, St. Andre, however, lost his favor with the court after this. All his patients left him, and he died in poverty in an almshouse years later. Oh, man. Uh, Dr. Howard was charged with being part of the conspiracy, but charges against him were just later dropped, and he basically went back to business as usual in Guilford. Didn't lose any patients, still had a thriving practice. Um, in general, the medical profession really took a hit from this. Yeah. Uh, doctors were already thought to be kind of winging it, making it up, which, you know, we were. 
Uh, this didn't help that reputation. It hurt, it hurt the reputation of King George's court at the time. And it is the subject of many plays and poems. And there's all kinds of satire out this, uh, out there about this that you can find about, you know, basically making fun of stupid doctors who would believe that a woman gave birth to rabbits. And what happened to Mary? So Mary was arrested after this. She was charged with, this was the charge, being a notorious and vile cheat and imposter, which was something you could be charged with back Apparently. then. Apparently. Unfortunately, you can't be charged with that anymore. No. Luckily for our politicians, right? <laughs> Everybody loves those jokes. Uh, she ended up serving about five months, um, and then she was released, mainly because the whole case embarrassed many more people than it was worth. So the the court and the medical profession just wanted it to go away. Like, let's not make a trial of this whole thing. We were wrong. We looked dumb. Just let her go. Go home. Let her go home. Um, occasionally there was a local Duke who would, uh, let her have a few extra bucks by showing up at dinner parties and then Mm -hmm. his, his friends would be entertained by, this is Mary. Do you remember that woman who gave birth to bunnies, but didn't, um, it's documented that at some point later in her life, she was arrested again for theft, uh, but released, uh, she had a daughter at some point and then, um, she died at some point in 1763. Uh, the only reason we know that for sure is that at the time you wouldn't have mentioned in like the church bulletin, you wouldn't have known that someone of that like social strata had passed away. But because of her history, she was listed mm-hmm. uh, as someone who had recently died. And her epitaph was listed as Mary Toft Widow, the Imposterous Rabbit. She wasn't pretending to be a rabbit. That's an inaccurate epitaph. But I guess things get lost in translation. Maybe in old English, that means, I don't know, the imposterous rabbit. Thank you, the Maximum Fun Network, for having us as a part of their their family. You can find all their great shows at MaximumFun.org. Hey, we're uh, doing a live show here in our hometown of Huntington, West Virginia, December 21st at 8 p.m. at the Big Sandy Superstore Arena. You can get tickets if you go to bit.ly forward slash Candle Nights 2. It's a show with my brother, my brother, and me. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And you should come out. Tickets are like 20 bucks, I think. It's going to be a good So come see us. Come see us. It'll be fun. Join in the holiday festivities. Uh, thanks to the taxpayers for letting me use their song Medicines as the intro and outro of our program. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to you, Sid. Great show. Thank you, too, Justin. Hey. Thanks for getting better and showing up this week. Uh, it's my pleasure. Uh, until next Wednesday, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't throw a hole in your head. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.